Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's going to be a football game tonight now. No doubt. It's going to be a football game here. Okay. I don't been here before. All right. Let's go, baby. The nine. Rushing four, ball comes out of the hands of Newton. It's on the ground, and it's still on the ground. Picked up by T.J. Ward at the four-yard line. Vaughn Miller did it again. Alabama back on top of the college football world. gentlemen football to the max your host sean garmer gary vaughn and randy isbell hello and welcome to football to the max and yeah i know we took a week off i apologize uh we had just kind of some schedule issues and just i think one night the wrestling show ran we started really late, and then the other night, I think there's... Let's be honest here, we're in a lull in the football season where there's not a whole lot going on. And in fact, we're probably talking just as much college stuff because there's these scandals going on than there is, you know, just as much NFL because it's it's we're not even in training camp yet. Um, we will be getting to those... Uh, start previewing conferences and, and divisions here pretty soon in about a month but still kind of going through this as we are uh i am your host of course sean garmer and with me here today only only one of my co-hosts because uh things uh we had to run late again and randy had to work really early and couldn't be here but uh gary is with me here at least yeah, and I'm glad to be here. And you know, like Sean said, it is a little bit lacking uh, when it comes to news. But that's what you expect at this time of the year for the NFL. Really, honestly, we're getting closer to you know finishing out the OTAs, and of course, before you know it, the minute more mini camps, and then you'll have training camp right here 
uh, you know, we're already in June, so it's, I mean, we're only if, uh, what, three or four weeks away from really training camp beginning uh, in full force. So this is going to be exciting. You're going to get more shows, more news. Just right now, we're, we're trying to get through it just like you are. You want more news? Trust me, we want more news. It's just we can only get what we get, right? Yeah, you can only deal with what they give you, and a lot of it is kind of just thing you know still waiting on what's going to happen with uh tom brady and the deflate gate thing apparently the nfl was not going to t- get into any kind of settlement talk because it would uh go against the integrity of the league and all that mumbo jumbo but thankfully we don't have to talk about that today uh because i really don't want to um i think we pretty much talked all we can about that, honestly. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the the main story, uh, the big one that's sort of happening, uh, you know, about through yesterday, and is uh, and it happened there, you know, in, in your neck of the woods, Gary, um, in Dallas. Uh, Keep to leave accidentally shot at a club around four four thirty in the morning. Uh, I get that, you know, you party in the middle of the night, kind of what you do. Uh, both of us are in that we don't do that anymore kind of mode. But, uh, you know, I, I get that people still do. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's be honest. I mean, he's a uh, professional football player, which means the celebrity that he has coming back to his, you know, a place where he lived. Uh, and I think he went to high school here, if I'm not wrong. He's got his some of his family here in the DFW area, and he's a guy that just wants to go have fun. And of course, you know, people are going to basically drag him around, say, "Hey, man, let's go here, let's go there." Maybe he kind of instigates it, uh, but of course, you know, as you know, gentlemen do, uh, they sometimes will go to these adult clubs, and that's hey, that, that's his prerogative. He should have a good time wherever he deems fit. Uh, but you know, at four a.m. There's not a lot of good things going on at that time. And then really, you know, I don't know the details. I don't think a lot of people do of what happened in this club. But nonetheless, gunfire was, uh, you know, happening. And that means that someone's got to get hit, right? And that's him. Apparently, he shot himself. So him and Plexico Burris now, I guess, are, uh, what would you call it, bullet hole buddies or, uh, you know, uh Self-inflicted wound buddies, let's call it that, you know. But uh, that got Plexico Burris in some big trouble. This makes me really wonder about the NFL and what they're going to do about Akeem Tlaib. I, I would think that they may not. I, I don't know if they can delve out punishment. They did to Plexico Burris. I mean, Plexico Burris got in some trouble. Maybe they have to do the same for Akeem Tlaib. They possibly could. I mean, this is going to be interesting to see, like you said, if there is anything to this at all. If uh, there's going to be repercussions um we'll have to find out obviously they have to find out the extent of all this if uh you know why he was there what he was doing uh all that kind of stuff which i'm sure will get reported as the days go on as tends to happen with news but what what a bad timing to do this because i mean the you know team actually uh, as it sits on monday went to go meet the president of the United States of America, got to go to the White House and just do their whole team get-together, like all Super Bowl teams do, and he missed it because of this stuff. And 
Man, if you're asking me if I am going to be going to the White House, I'm going to get to meet the President of the United States, I'm going to be my best behavior, honestly. I'm going to be doing some of the right things. Get Maybe afterwards I'll go party, but man, it's just a shame he missed out on this. I mean, he may never get a chance to do that again, but I mean, we all learn our lessons. Yeah, uh, you do. I mean, at least Brock Osweiler had practice. You know, that's why he didn't go, supposedly. Oh, practice. Man, he needs to talk to uh, Alan Iverson about practice. I think, uh, you know, that that's so funny now to, like, hear the real story about why he felt like that about practice and has nothing to do with what everybody thought it was at the time. Uh, uh, isn't it something was, to do with him yeah, being he, too sexy or something for practice? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what it was, Gary. Um, okay. <laughs> but, just asking no no he, tell me tell me the he, story. i think he he did have uh i think it was a family member he was going through a bunch of stuff and basically he had other stuff going on in his life that was way more important than practice and that's what he meant that's what he meant well, that, know, like, well, yeah. I, I, i'm just gonna I, I, i'm gonna mention this as this kind of maybe touch on a news story uh, Rolando McLean, middle linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys, as a guy that has not been showing up to OTAs, which are all voluntary. No one says he has to go, but they're very uh, heavily, encouraged. you know, let's just be honest. Yeah, encouraged. Thank you. Very encouraged. And he says, oh, I've got family problems now. This is like the second year in a row he's had family he's problems. had family problems forever, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. And I'll say the same thing about Allen Iverson and any other players in NFL, NBA, wherever you want to say. There's plenty of men and women out there right now, probably people listening right now to this show, who have family problems, but they still get their butt up and go to work that day, even though they're upset about it go work their day get off work and deal with it later you know i don't know athletes kind of sometimes it kind of bothers me they feel like ah you know we should be able to take off whenever we want and you know whatever dude you, you already get paid tons of money why are you you know everybody else has to go to work you work no you know the thing is though when you're i think when you're in and i put this in the same class as like doctors and uh that kind of thing like but see doctors don't get that option of oh i'm having a bad day i can't go perform surgery because you're putting this person's life you know you could be putting this person and not not always most of the time you're scheduling the surgery because that's the day it's scheduled or whatever but there are times where it's an emergency or there's times where you have to do it like now because it's a matter of whether that person is going to be okay or whether it's going to be a health risk um, that they don't get the option of we're having a bad day. Same thing with, you know, police and all that stuff. But I get some of that whole feeling of, okay, I'm not in the right frame of mind. I can't do this right now. Like this is a game and you know, I, it's work, but I guess to them, they feel like, okay, well I'm not hurting my family right now by not showing up to this voluntary thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
Sure, I, I, I get it. You know, it goes case by case. I, there are some family issues that need immediate attention. And, you know, if you can take a personal day, I'm okay with that. I think that's fine. People do that all the time. But when you get to be in a situation where you're taking a lot of time off and, you know, it's unless it's something very serious. If you got a, fa- a sick family member, I get it completely. If you have been a veteran in a league and you know what you're doing and you're not having to pick up where uh, – well, you're basically picking up where you left off, and you're not having problems catching up to what the system is. Okay, I get it. Um, but it, to me, it's one of those, you know, everyday people have to go to work no matter what. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little too serious about it. I just kind of feel like these, you know, they take advantage of it sometimes. And I want them to be happy. I want them to be able to play the game. I, I just look at it as in, you know, everyday Joe doesn't get a chance to do that. Why are they so privileged? kind of what happens when you're an athlete right they sort of get privileged sometimes you know they get privileged in a lot of areas uh you know he he did have a uh, going back to keep to leave himself he did have a assault with a deadly weapon case in texas uh, that was dismissed um he also had a aggravated assault charge but that was suspended because they didn't have enough evidence you know, he's. Th- this is obviously a different deal, but do you think that the team at all, even though he has been talking to the team and nothing's come out, right? You know, as far as we know right now about. Uh, because they were out the White House and everything. And, and the wound is not. The injury is not a serious thing. Do you think the team takes any kind of action or whatever? You know, I that's a good question, and I'm not sure just yet. We don't have all the details on this story. Uh, you know, we're just kind of coming at it as it's been given to us, and so far there's not a bit, you know, those little small details that kind of add up to it's really his fault or he was just caught up in a bad situation. That's the thing. We just don't know enough. But I, I'll just say this, and this is maybe a broad statement, but if it does turn out that he had a lot to do with it and he was an instigator of some sort, yes, I do think that the Denver Broncos will feel forced to do some kind of suspension, fine, something like that, because what he's doing is detrimental to the team. Uh, he's putting them in a disadvantage because of his actions. So I will say that now if it comes out he was an innocent bystander. He was trying to protect himself. Then, yes, I, I think the team will be okay with everything and just get him through it. Yeah, uh, that is. We'll have to see how serious this gets at all, or you know, if they want to sort of make an example with a fine or whatever, which I could totally see. Um, I, I don't because it's not serious because it's not going to make him miss games and stuff like that. I don't see it being necessarily something that is really an issue. Um, something that's also not an issue for at least what happens during the season, but it does affect uh, what happens in a uh, basically an exhibition game. The Pro Bowl is moving from Honolulu, from Hawaii to uh or sorry, just from, from Hawaii itself to Orlando, Florida, uh, closer to me over here, um, and it will something that I I know you may not be too much 
big of a fan of. I know you were kind of a fan of the fantasy football type uh, system that they had going. Uh, they're going back to the AFC versus NFC system, at least for two years. Uh, they said it's a multi-year deal, uh, so we know it's at least for two years. Could be for more. How do you like the – maybe the move doesn't mean so much, but what do you think about them going back to the old system of the Pro Bowl? You know, I get why they may want to do it. You know, it, it, I, I'll just be honest, the gimmick can only last so long, and I think that's what they've kind of figured. Um, so, sure, if you want to do it this way, I didn't have a problem with the way they used to do it, so I'm okay with this. Uh, I, the only argument that I'm going to say, and it's not because it's closer to you, Sean, because I know you could care less about the Pro Bowl. I know you're not a fan at all of this. Um, but I just think that Hawaii was a great place to host an event like this. It, it encouraged players to go. It was kind of neat to have that environment for the teams. Uh, to, to Even if you're at home watching TV, it was so much fun just to sit there and see all the scenery and see the players, and you get a chance just to have that vibe. I loved it, and it's special. Now, going to Orlando, that's not special to me. You might as well be playing in, in you know, Ohio or anywhere else in the United States. It's not special at all. There's no special thing to it. And not only that, you're going back to AFC, NFC. You're basically asking people not to watch the Pro Bowl. You're basically saying, okay, look at all these things we did to encourage you to. Now we're really going to try to not to get you to watch it. Make us cancel this event is basically what they're doing. Yeah, uh, I can totally see what you're saying. As far as, you know, Hawaii was that epic destination. You don't, it's not somewhere that you just, you get to go all the time. It's, it's something you can look forward to and saying, oh man, I got to spend some time with my family in Hawaii and and all that stuff. And now you're just going to Orlando. And it's, you know, if you're a Dolphins player or a Bucks player, it's no big deal at all. Um, but even then, even if you're, it's you know, if you go to Disney World, uh, go to Orlando. You know, if you're going to Universal Studios, go to Orlando anyway. It's it's really not. It's a tourist destination. It's a it's a vacation destination, but it's not something that you go, oh man, I really want to. But also, there's that thing too that you know sometimes. You don't want to go all the way to Hawaii if you're not feeling up to snuff or whatever after the season or or whatever. And you take a shorter trip to Orlando, maybe it's not as big a deal for you to go, ah, well, okay, I'll just go to Orlando. Not that far from – I can take a, easily take a flight back to wherever uh, the day after or, you know – I can yeah, I can fly in the morning of or whatever the heck it is. And, I just think if you're playing a game of football and you're not feeling great, you're not going to show up anyway. And I just, I mean, I know, yeah, shorter trip and all that. I just, I don't know. If you're already thinking that way, yeah, eh, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I did to the advantage of not having to travel as far to the advantage of maybe having it closer to where you live. I get it. But, you know, once again, I, I just it, – it's not even about that at all. It's really just the fact that it's – you're getting down to where fans just are going to see this on TV and just be like, well, okay, you know, nothing spectacular. 
Whereas before, it was, oh man, I'm a really big fan of Jerry Rice. I really want his team to win, or you know, I want Michael Irvin's team, or Chris Carter. I want my favorite player to win. I want his team to win no matter what. That You had something to root for. The draft was fun the night before. You get a chance to see these guys pick who they want. Things like that. Now you're just basically saying, here's a piece of paper, NFC, AFC. They're going to face each other uh, in a location that is not spectacular. It's okay. Not spectacular. Fair enough. Uh, I kind of like that old system of the AFC versus NFC. I think there was that it was a reason for there to be the conferences and and you it, it gave more meaning a little bit to being elected to that position of being in the Pro Bowl and saying okay well I'm representing the AFC or whatever I get this the whole gimmick was fun that you could have them intermingle when it came to the game itself but now you know who's going to be representing what side you know who to expect on those teams and. And it feels like a game again, even though, yes, again, it doesn't matter and probably still not going to watch it, but I get what they're trying to go for here. Yeah, I do too. So, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick got a, they, the New York Jets caved a little bit. They're now offering him $12 million a year for 2016. He wanted, what, twenty? At mm-hmm. one point, that's still not in the middle, but I just don't see them getting to 15 or 16. I think if you want to hold out for another million, maybe two, but I don't see them meeting them halfway. Yeah, I don't either. I, they've been pretty well strapped for cash. And they're doing their best to find a way to try to entice him to come and just try to convince him that this is the right thing to do. And you know what? I mean, this team is a pretty darn good team. And if he was to come on board, I mean, this team jumps up a level. It really does. Without him, it's middle of the road. It's going to be an okay team, but nothing spectacular. Uh, So they're doing what they can. They're kind of saying, hey, we're going to up the ante a little bit. We're working with you. Let's just be honest. We just don't have the funds. I think that, you know, it's really going to be up to him if he can play hardball or if he's going to lose out. Because think about it. We're getting closer to training camp. And all these other teams that are going to pay a quarterback as much money as he wants, they're wanting that quarterback in their system now. They're not gonna. They don't want to wait till training camp to get a guy acclimated to their offense. They want to get him acclimated now. So he better make a decision soon because if he holds out and then the Jets move on, well, then there you go. It's what's going to happen is now he's kind of left in the dust and no one's signing him. And so it's going to take a major injury to some other player in the league to get him signed on. That's a disadvantage for him, and it's also a disadvantage for the Jets. So and I'm not. Also, it. doesn't mean that they're going to meet your asking prices because somebody's injured either. You're exactly right, and he may be playing for uh, that 12 million anyway in a team, and it's just because he wants to be on a team eventually. So the Jets are calling his bluff; they really are. Now they're offering a little bit more, but they're not offering what he wanted. So we'll see. I just don't know if it's enough to entice him. Yeah, um, so uh, Harrison Smith signs a five-year, fifty-one 
million dollar extension with the Vikings. Uh, they had already re-signed Sandejo, uh, his uh, teammate there in the secondary. Uh, so now you got your free safety big-time player for you uh, signed as well. I think this is a great move for the Vikings. He is obviously a big part of what they do there. Um, he's one of their key cogs, and make him happy, you know. You. Oh, yeah. That, that it's a wise decision, and they've got to do that to, you know, ensure that their defense stays on par with what they tried to do last year and build on it. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good move on their part. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, hopefully, he lives with the expectations. Joyke Bell says he has a couple of offers on the table, two or three. Do you think of a fit for him? He was kind of being used to goal linebacker a lot more for... Yeah, I mean, ever since he broke up with Josh, um, I didn't know where he would go, you know, and... Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's got some great concerts I hear lined up. Oh, you're, you're talking Drake Bell. I thought you meant you said Drake Bell. I'm oh, sorry, wrong guy. Uh, I'm a big fan of one of those, and you'll know about which one. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to act like a teenage girl. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, a Drake Bell. I don't know. Maybe this is another one of those Fitzpatrick things, right? He's trying to call your bluff, call teams bluffs. Try to tell the Lions, like, hey, you know, you, you know, don't have me signed, but you know, I've got a lot of other offers. You may want to go ahead and do it. You know, I'm ready for the contract. If you just sign, you know, for what I want, that, that you know, team players do this all the time. Agents do this all the time. So, does he have some suitors? He might. Um, but once again, you know, we're going to be getting closer to that time where training camp ends up being closer, and teams are going to want him on the roster at the start of training camp if he's going to be there. So, I don't know. He may be telling the truth, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think he could be calling your bluff. Uh, Alan Hearns signs four-year, $40 million extension with the Jags. That's a no-brainer, right? Oh, duh. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, this guy is a major contributor to that offense, and he's going to be a guy – It'll continue to help them, and you know they're one of the teams that we keep saying they're on the cusp of something great. That's a smart decision keeping this guy around. Uh, I thought this was interesting, not surprising considering who it is, but Brandon Browner saying he basically took the Saints one-year deal and basically just half-assed it because he knew he was getting the money. Wow. Basically yeah. use them to get another to basically use them to get go, be able to go to another team. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Took millions uh, yeah, I mean, and ran with it is his <laughs> He played the game right when it comes to finances. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I mean I, you know, this is 
this is the way it works sometimes. And you know, you you, you say, "Oh, I don't like that kind of play," and how how someone who makes those uh, political decisions when it comes to you know contracts and the way you know negotiations work and all that and. You know, this is the way it works sometimes, let's be honest. This works in real life, this works in the NFL, this works in a lot of other places. And, you know, maybe it's not right, but, you know, it's, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do. If you're the Saints, you kind of get, you're not happy about it, but what can you, I mean, the guy's not with your team anymore, just be happy about that, and he can go... Mm-hmm. Do that to another team, you know. The guy's talented, obviously. Just we know that doesn't always play to the best of his potential. So it's one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make of the thing with the Redskins' uh, medical records getting taken from the laptop? You know, I haven't heard a lot about this story. I uh, really have not. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, basically, what's happening here is that base, basically the team medical records have been released from somebody who got a hold of a team laptop. Is that the case here? Yeah, basically, a laptop was stolen and it has medical records in it. You know, you know, you got to be very secure when it comes to these kind of things, and uh, you know, this is just a, a shame. Because, you know, that's private information. You know, sure, we hear, hear about the player injuries every year, and I, I don't think the Redskins are hiding anything from us when it comes to, you know, hey, they didn't tell us about the knee injury that this guy had during week three, you know, where they need to be indicted. No, it's not about that. It's just the fact that some of these guys have stuff that doesn't have to be put on an injury report. You know, maybe they have to have some other kind of medications, and it's just unfair for them to have their personal stuff released out there like that. I really hate that for them, and it's a bummer. But you know, you, you know, once again, this comes back to team security. You got to keep your not only your facility safe, but your anything coming in and out of that building. Yeah, the the NFL's medical records were not effective, but. They're worried about the team's uh, medical stuff getting out there. It's you know, it's one of these things you got to be careful. You can't, you got to protect everything when it comes to having uh, special information like that. Uh, so we move on from talking about the NFL to the college game. First time we're really talking about the college stuff and. Sadly, most of it, except for this first story we're going to talk about, is because of bad things happening. The first one, though, is positive, especially for you, uh, because uh, your favorite team plays in, basically, it's still called the Big 12, but it's basically the Big 10, uh, has decided to split the five teams into two, or the ten teams into two divisions, and voted to have a conference championship again. We know how valuable these conference championship games are for when you get into the playoff system and all that. So, good move, you'd say? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a really smart move because if you'll remember, it was a couple of years ago where uh, they were battling out you know, where these teams ranked because there was no championship game for them. Uh, that was between TCU and Baylor and 
both the teams kind of you know lost out on, on getting into the final four uh and so that's the problem and that was an issue and that's a shame for teams that definitely deserve to be in that upper echelon who work really hard and really the disadvantage they had was just that they national or excuse me not national but a championship game for their conference and so I think this is wise. I don't care how small their conference is. It's a wise decision. This is going to definitely be a good thing, especially if one of their teams is very dominant. This will just give them more reason for uh, people to vote for them to be in that Final Four. Yeah, I think... Have you been surprised at all that they haven't tried to add more teams to the Big 12 yet, or...? to make it 12 teams again? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of surprised, honestly. Uh, but, I mean, if it, it... I think, you know, I'm a big fan have of the Have there even been was. talk about it at all? I have not heard any talk on it, and, and that's the thing. I kind of like the way it once was, and I would love it for it to go back there, but I have not heard any more talk on that. Um, once again, they'd have to expand a little bit more and maybe take in smaller schools now. Yeah, I don't know if that would happen. Yeah, I, th- I think they do want to keep it to where there is a certain level of, uh, you know, competition. And, you know, you have those rivalries and you don't want to take some away from other conferences. And, you know, those teams actually want to have want to want want to want to come to that uh, conference as well to to want to step up their game as far as being in a better conference and you know some of these smaller schools don't want to because that means that they're going to get beat more often than perhaps they do in say a conference USA or or one of these other the MAC or whatever um, mm-hmm. so you know that's always a situation uh, as well. I think this is cool. Uh, glad that, you know, Big 12 can now be back on that level again where it doesn't come down to that TCU-Baylor game and that's it, or it doesn't come down to that Texas-Oklahoma game earlier in the season or whatever, you know. Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, you know, all that stuff. Uh, the, well, the, ne- the next story we have to talk about is obviously, look, this has been a little bit. It's not fresh or new or anything, but... Uh, the Baylor situation, not good. Uh, our Browse made a big mistake. That was serious business. Deciding to cover up for players. Um, and he's paying the price for it now. Not, no longer being a Baylor. And the thing is, Baylor, the school itself, is paying big time because they had they have a ton of play. They have a bunch of players now that have. Uh, they uh, gave back their letter of intent, or decided not you know not to go to the school anymore, or went out of the scholarship, or uh, you know you you had your athletic director removed, uh, Ken Starr, who you know Ken Starr famous for the Monica Lewinsky Bill Clinton uh, case. Uh, lowered himself to chancellor and then resigned from chancellor to now being only a professor at the law school there. I mean, 
this is something that obviously, you know, sexual assaults has become this huge. It's always been a big issue, obviously. But much more now so than in previous times where they get reported more and and anything like this. I don't understand how you as a coach can... I get it. You need these players and perhaps he felt they were important or maybe they weren't important. You know, I think you were talking about one of them was a third string guy. He just felt like as a coach, he, he wouldn't be respected if he wasn't, but just, yeah, I don't get it. it I don't get it. Yeah. It is. I don't get it either. Uh, you know, I understand protecting your players. I understand, you know, standing up for the, the, players that play hard for you every week and who give all they have i get that not only that you want to see him do well and you don't want to see him get in bad situations uh but when it comes down you hear of any negative situation especially when it comes to assault of any kind sexual or physical or you know it doesn't matter uh I think that you really have to be mindful of that and understand that I, I don't care how much I like a player, how talented they are, how uh, much you know uh, you really like their you know uh, ability or the way they talk, and you know you enjoy their company. You've got to make the right decisions. You've got to tell authorities. You have to let the university know. You have to do whatever you can to be fair. And also to protect those that don't have the ability to protect themselves. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think it's a big responsibility to be head coach of a college football program. And I know a lot of pressure was on him. I know it's not easy, especially making uh, really close relations with, you know, these young kids. I mean, you become friends with them. You start to understand them. And you really feel like that you're their friend, too, and you want to help them. But you can't help them once they commit a crime that serious. You've got to effectively and immediately get to the authorities, let them know what happened. And then from there, if it works out for them, then you can stay on the same terms. If not, then you have to move on. And I I feel bad for Albrows. I really do. I think that, you know, he made some decisions that really hurt him, um, really hurt his image. And I hate that for him because I don't think he's that type of person. I don't think he's a bad person at all. I think he caught up in something that got above his head and now he's paying for it. Yeah. Um, do you think that there's going to be more people fired over this? Because, you know, I'm reading, uh, just, this thing with from the Wall Street Journal that's taking statements made by Baylor and uh, you know the Board of Regents to say that they're horrified and mm-hmm. uh, at the way they mishandled everything that they conducted their own external investigation, which is why these people were, uh, you know, why Browse was fired and why you know he had the other people uh, demoted or or just resigned. Should they just fire everybody that was involved in this, period? No prejudice. You're involved in this. Clean it out. Don't even have it in your in your team, in your school at all. And you start fresh and try to... Because obviously this is a problem. You know? Uh, yeah. You know what? If you have a for-sure head coach coming in here, a guy that you like enough that you're going to say day one, you're my guy. 
yeah, then I may clean house completely, let him choose his staff. But if I'm still kind of, you know, unsure of the interim, if I'm, you know, kind of in a, a place where I have to put a bridge in between me and that next, you know, person, um, I don't fire everybody. I leave things to where, you know, they didn't seriously get involved and were not a major contributor to allowing the, this person uh, to get away with whatever crimes, then I, I'm not so sold on you know getting rid of their jobs immediately. Yeah, I understand your point too. Um, the thing is, the school, like I said, has to save face because our prowls meant a ton to Baylor. I mean, mm-hmm. think about how bad Baylor. I mean, you know firsthand how bad Baylor was before our prowls came in there. How, oh, you know, all these players, the Bryce Petties and, and and all these players that Baylor had, uh, the the seasons that they went on, the the champion, the, the big bowl games they were in uh, that they'd never been in before. because mm-hmm. All because our Browse is the coach, and now he's not. I mean, how much this affects the millions the team loses, or the, the school loses now. Uh, if you, you, losing all these scars for these players and, and all that that don't want to be there anymore because of all this. Just, man, talk about a big impact. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, it, it's always sad when these stories come out. And, you know, I, I feel you know even worse for the victims. They, these are the people that we really should be concerned about. We're sitting here talking about concern for players, head coaches, things like that. That's not what's – the victims of these crimes are the most important, and I feel terribly for them. Uh, I, you know, and, I, and – to a lesser extent, I feel bad for the university for having to deal with things like this. And, of course, for the people that were pretty much innocent of any wrongdoing who are just in the line of fire because of the, the bad publicity and the fact that Baylor University kind of feels obligated to play a role of hero and just fire everybody or get rid of everybody that they deem a part of this just to save face. And, you know, to me, that's kind of wrong. I don't like that. I think that, you know, you just need to do it the right, effective way. And if someone wasn't involved, there's no reason to let him go. Yeah. Um, then Ole Miss, you know, which they have allega- NCAA allegations from the whole Lermy Tunsil uh, draft uh, debacle that happened. Uh, where he admitted to the fact that he took money uh, from a booster. Um, uh, There is uh, 13 football allegations levied against Ole Miss. Um, Multiple occasions where cars were loaned uh, to players that you're not supposed to do, uh, where, you know, they gave Tunsil money to pay the rent, where they, um, Lane Kiffin apparently talked to, off off campus, talked to recruits for 10 minutes, um, gave free meals and free nights at a hotel for family members, uh, provided lodging for <laughs> Family members are the ones supposed to. I mean, the mm-hmm. thing is, too, Ole Miss put penalties on themselves for not just football, 
where they find themselves money, which I don't know how a school finds itself. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess the school find the football department, which would have its own. I don't know how that would work. Um, but they did reduce their own scholarships by like one or two or three a year or something. Uh, but they also did it for women's basketball. They did it for track and field. Uh, they put the the school itself put itself on a three year probation. Do you really think? Uh, do you see the NCAA doing coming in and putting more stuff on them, or do you think that this is going to be enough? Well, that you know depends on the NCAA if they feel like that. They're just trying to get away with some by kind of going ahead and doing some of the punishment on their own. The way I evaluate it is if I'm the NCAA, I kind of say, okay, this is what I would do to them, regardless of what they're already doing to themselves, and then go and put in place the things that I feel are effective. If they already have them all covered, okay, I don't worry so much about it. If they don't have some things covered and things that I feel like that should have been a part of the punishment or put in place and yes i do uh i do those things that they don't have on their list yeah i mean this is gonna have to be on the ncaa and how severe they think these are obviously they kind of take things to an extreme and all this stuff is sort of seen they have levels as i already mentioned of this and a lot of them are uh you got level ones level twos the lane kiffin talking to a recruit is apparently a level three um, so, uh, you know, the, uh, f- recruits wearing old Miss gear, uh, that you're not supposed to do, uh, and being filmed was, uh, is also a level three, um, which, wow, <laughs> it's just, yeah, man, some of the stuff that you think is like nothing, right, is apparently a huge, <laughs> deal in this and I, and I understand like you're you're giving them false uh this false uh thought in their head of oh man look how how good i look in this uniform like wouldn't you want to play mm-hmm. for us and, and all this stuff like i get it it's just man you know oh yeah this seems uh, a bit of arbitrary or whatever but this is what happens, you know. Learn me tonsil. Mm-hmm. Got to learn to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, when exactly. It, when it comes to these things, I and mean, this is going to be interesting as far as what the NCA decides to do. But really, this is kind of what it's at. They self-imposed it on themselves. Good on them for recognizing, you know, that this might help. But usually, the NCA comes in and, and does their own thing and. And makes their own uh, decision on those deals, and mm-hmm. yeah. But I think that's that's pretty much it for us here. I mean, uh, that's kind of it for the for the news. Like I said, uh, again, going with this idea, of we'll see what happens with news on Thursday, and if there's uh, some things going on, or we think of something, maybe we'll have a show then. But for sure, we'll be back on Monday night or Tuesday morning, sorry. And until then, everybody, uh, you know, have a good week. Um, you know, uh, subscribe to the, if, if you enjoy the show, uh, rate, review, subscribe, 
uh, to the show itself, or you can subscribe to the whole WTM network where uh, you will get, you know, the wrestling podcast, uh, the video games podcast that I do, and quite a few other podcasts. I think starting this week, we'll have a, a sports and pop culture podcast, which will be the second sports show on, on the network uh, that we'll be able to talk about as soon as it all becomes official. So, but all right. Later, everybody. Later.